And so today I want to look at a passage of scripture. If you open your Bibles to the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, and it's a powerful passage. You know, uh, it's so amazing. It's my favorite passage because it deals with walking in the spirit, living in the spirit. Uh, if, if you're struggling and you're having a hard time in this life, um, it's, be, it's possible that you're not in the spirit, amen? It's possible that you're not living in the spirit because Galatians 5 is the believer's go-to passage. If you see yourself arguing and, you know, fighting and fussing and, and uh, all this other stuff, um, you know, it may be that you're walking in the flesh, right? So Galatians 5.13 says, For you were what? Called to what? Freedom. Brethren, only do not turn your what? Freedom into an opportunity for the what? For the flesh. But through what? Love serve one another. I want to talk about this morning enjoying your freedom. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your grace and favor. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here one more time. We ask that you'd forgive us all of our sins, clear our minds, clear our hearts. And Lord, I pray now that the Holy Spirit will be our preacher today. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. And Lord, bless now the preaching of your word. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and thank God. Give Jesus a hand, y'all. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so very much. Independence Day of the United States is also referred to as the 4th of July. Is a federal holiday commemorating the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. I'm not sure if you all knew that. <laughs> amen. Uh, it was when... Uh, the Continental Congress had declared the 13 American colonies uh, to no longer be part of what? The British Empire. Amen. And so as a result of that, every year, right, uh, I did some research and it was saying that, you know, they said that July 3rd was one of the greatest days, you know, because they were pr preparing for you know, to make this big announcement, amen, on July 4th, you know. And, you know, this independence that we have is what America really is all about. America is about freedom, amen. I believe, you know, to some degree, this freedom that we enjoy, it comes with a price, amen. You know, our military, our, our police officers, amen, our firefighters, all these people all amen. It's, it should be some people that we, 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 you know, we salute them for their work for upholding this standard that we have. You know, you know, when you're born into freedom, amen. As you and I have been born into freedom, amen. Uh, and especially if you've been born in America, amen. You were born into a great place, amen. And you get to enjoy this freedom. And so the thing about it sometimes with freedom, you know, it can, turn, it can be a blessing, but it could also be what? 
it could be a curse, amen, because sometimes when you only know freedom and you, don't, and you have not been exposed to anything else, it can literally, when you go to other places, put you in a culture shock. And so, you know, there is also, though, another Independence Day that you and I as believers should be enjoying. And that is the day that Jesus Christ went to Calvary's cross. He hung, bled, and died, and he gave his life as a ransom for our sins. I believe that's true independence. I believe that if we were, and there's nothing wrong with celebrating what we celebrate as Americans, but, but to understand that even being free Amen. In America, if you're not saved, are you really free? Come on, somebody. If you have not come to know the Lord, if you're still in shackles, if you're still chained up and tied up to sin and to the world, amen, are you really free? Or are you just enjoying, amen, just the luxury? See, when I look at Scripture, I look at uh, the children of Israel, and I looked at how they were in Egypt and how they were in bondage for so many years and how after they were set free, their freedom became their demise. Amen. Because prior to them, amen, coming out into the wilderness, they would cry out to God. Isn't that something? They, would, they cried out to God so much so that God sent Moses to deliver them. You see, enjoying your freedom, amen, freedom I want to say this, saints, freedom comes with a price. Amen. And if you're not careful, amen, your freedom can cause you to miss some things in this life. Are you with me? Some important things. Now, with our freedom, we have all these different what? Choices. Freedom brings you what? Choices. So you have a choice to worship where you want to worship. You have a choice, and, and that's what's so beautiful about America, amen? You can worship wherever you want to worship, amen? You can worship who you want to worship, amen? You can be whatever you want to be. So see, there are some upsides to freedom, but there's some also what? Downsides to, downsides to freedom. But as a believer, the question that I have for you today is, are you really enjoying your freedom, amen? In this passage today, we find that Paul is writing to the Galatians church and, and he's speaking about freedom. And I thought about this. He's speaking about Christian freedom. So, yes, I want to talk about America's freedom, but really I want to talk about what? Christians, a Christian's freedom. Look at verse 1 of chapter 5 and let's see what he says in verse 5. He says, chapter 1, he says, it was for what? That what? That he starts off by saying it, was for, it wasn't for bondage. It, it wasn't for, uh, you know, for you going back into the world. No. God called you. God, listen, Jesus died so that you and I would be what? Free. Now, now I don't know about you, but... But it doesn't feel like freedom when I have to get up every day. 
and go to work. I wish I had somebody. Fr freedom would be like, okay, bring me my food or, you know what I mean? I, I just stay at home and, you know, you, you know but, but the reality of this thing is people say it's the land of opportunity, but here's, 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 the, here's the reality. You and I have to get up and do what? We got to work every day. Do I have a witness? <laughs> How many you got to work for what you want? You may be able to do whatever you want to do as far as an occupation, but you still got to work, right? But the text says it was for freedom that Christ, what? Set us free. Therefore, keep standing, what? Firm and do not subject again to what? To what? To the, remember we talked about yoke last week, right? The yoke of what? Slavery. In other words, he's saying, if you've been set free, you got to stand firm and don't put yourself back into slavery. Christ paid a price for you and I to be free. And isn't it amazing, saints, how when we have that first experience with him, isn't that something? I mean, you remember when you first got saved, when you first... Amen. You gave your life to Jesus. You were excited. And now, now it seems like if, you know, you know, you're going through these little struggles, you're going through these little trials. But here's the thing. It doesn't mean that you put yourself back into bondage. Amen. And what Paul is trying to say is that the only way that you can guarantee that you won't go back is if you walk in the spirit. All right. If you walk in the spirit, listen, the flesh wants to put you in bondage. But Paul lays out, look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. See, what had happened was there was a danger of falling back into the old ways. And there are times when we are falling back into the what? Old ways. You see, like our country that celebrates its independence, so should we as Christians. We should celebrate our independence from the enemy. We should celebrate our independence that we're no longer in darkness but we are children of the light we should no longer we should celebrate the fact amen that we are the head and not the tail we should celebrate that we're blessed going out and blessed coming in we we should celebrate the fact that great is he that's in us than he that's in the world we should be celebrating Amen. If anything, celebrating that Christ came to set us free. Anybody feel free today? Amen. Come on, give God a praise, y'all. I remember being enslaved to sin. I remember not, listen, I remember only being able to choose darkness. Didn't have a choice because we were born this way, right? And so look what Paul says to them. He, say, he lays out to them in verse 1. He says, you, it was for freedom, hallelujah, that Christ did what? How many know who set you free? It was Jesus that set you free. But look at verse 7. Look at verse 7 for a minute. He says what? You were what? You were running what? Well, who hindered you? From obeying what? The truth. He says, this persuasion did not come from him who did what? Who calls you, verse 9, a little leaven, leavens the whole lump. 
You know what that leaven was? Bad teaching. He, see, what was happening in this church, false teachers were coming in. And they were teaching things contrary to what Paul had taught them. And as a result of that, they went from doing well, from being free, to being enslaved again. Because of the false teachings that they were being exposed to. Paul says a little leaven. Leaven's the one. So what he's saying is one person can spoil the whole batch. Are you with me? One person could bring us all back into slavery. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been around somebody like that? Amen. You're trying to run well. He says you were running well. You were trying to live well, but just a little leaven, just a little bit of leaven, a little bit of negativity. Come on, somebody. A little bit of this or that, a little bit of worldliness, a little bit of, yeah, all this stuff can cause you and I to go right back into slavery. Are you with me? Now, here's the thing. The Bible says who the son sets free is free indeed. But the question I have for you, saints, do you really know what it means to be free? That's a good question. And some of us, we are in bondage. We're in debt. Amen. Some of us have to rock Peter to pay Paul. Amen. Some of us are living our lives, come on somebody, and we're not enjoying our Christian life because we were running well. But the question I have for you is what happened? And if the word of God is not consistently applied in your life and if you're not, if you're not following a true, pure word of God, it can lead you into bondage again. Are you with me? Paul turned to defend the Christian life of Christian freedom here. He says, if you and I were still in bondage, we would be more receptive. Isn't that something? That when we were in, when we were in bondage, we were more receptive to the message. But now that we're free, it's like, well, you know, I'll go today. Maybe I'll go next week. You know, I don't need to go. I, I don't need a word, you know. <laughs> you know, today, though, what I want to do is I want you to understand, I want to show you some principles here of what your freedom is all about. And I hope that you can appreciate the fact that the text says in verse 1, it was for freedom. And why are we so in bondage why are we so in bondage in our thoughts why are we so trapped in our lives if Jesus came to set us free then why don't we feel that way so I want to show you how to enjoy I want to show you listen I want to show you how to smile again come on somebody turn to your neighbor and say it's time to smile it's time to smile because why because I'm free come on tell your neighbor I'm free now, I know we're, we're, we, are, we are enjoying national freedom. But I want to talk about spiritual freedom. And when you're free, I love this song, Sister Hunt, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am what? Free. Isn't that liberating? Here's the thing, saints. God called you to freedom. But watch this, watch this, watch, watch what he says. Look at the verse 13. Look at verse 13. I want to show you something. 
He says, for you were what? Called for what? Now, let me tell you what that word freedom means. The word freedom means generosity, independence, uh, blessings. It means to be in an economy of grace. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Say it one more time. It means to be in an, in an economy of grace. So when we start talking about enjoying this freedom, the first thing you have to know is this, that you were chosen to freedom. Are you with me? You were chosen. So many people don't have what we have in America. Come on, somebody. And yet with all this, man still rejects God. Yet with all this protection, with all of these great opportunities that we have ahead of us, yet we still reject God, but not you from the foundation of the world. God has chosen you to freedom. I'm going to say it one more time. We may have been born in sin, and that's slavery, but you and I, we have been what? How blessed you are. How blessed we are. Come on, somebody. You and I, we, we were born in slavery. And listen, God made it so that you and I would eventually choose him. He made the message available to you. He sent missionaries out. He, he sent the message out. So to understand freedom means I've been chosen to be free. Because, listen, you may not have a dime in your pocket, but the fact that you have spiritual freedom, that you can pray, that you can read God's word and understand it, that you can come in his church and lift your hands and say, hallelujah, God, thank you for choosing me. I remember when I was a child growing up in Trinidad. How I, I felt like, man, why was I even born in this kind of life, in this type of environment? You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't a bad environment, but it wasn't America. I wish I had somebody. And we have people that are born here. Come on, somebody. And we have people that are born again, and yet they live like they're not born again. You have been chosen. If you, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you know that you know that you know that you know that you are saved, then you're chosen. And as I told the children this week, you are a chosen generation. God's special possession. You are holy. Come on, somebody. You are what? Righteous. You are what else? Royalty. You are a priest. And because you have all those things that come along with your freedom, should we not be smiling a little bit more than the world? Why does the world look better than us? Why does why the world party in this weekend? And we're... <laughs> we, we can have a party with, with, listen, with the right spirit. Amen. We, we don't need the spirit of Bacardi. We, we don't need the spirit of Hennessy. We, oh, I wish I had somebody, Sister Liz. Amen. We don't need the spirit of Jack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
But if you have the Holy Spirit, you can enjoy your freedom. Do I have a witness? <laughs> Come on, give God a prayer. <laughs> if the Spirit of God is in you, you should be able to rejoice over this freedom. Thank God that you and I have been what? Doesn't matter where we're from. You could be from Africa, India, wherever. Wherever you're from, if you have accepted Christ, you have been chosen to what? To freedom. Watch what he says next. He says, you were called to freedom. Watch this now. What? Brethren. I got to stop right there. That word just intrigued me all over again. The word brethren, you've heard me say this before. The word is dolphus or dolphus in the Greek. And that word means from the same womb. So not only are you chosen to freedom, but now you enjoy your freedom because you're what? Oh, I wish I had somebody. Paul, now you understand why Paul says, what happened? You were running well. You were singing, you were praising, you were happy, you were, amen. Listen, it's easy to get a dose of the world, a little leaven. Come on, help me somebody. You, you know, here's the thing. I want to tell you something. It takes me a minute to recover when I come back from vacation. It takes me a, it takes me a few minutes. Uh, it takes me a few minutes when I go away for a little while, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, okay, I got to get back to my routine. I got to get back to my praying. I got to get back. You know, I pray when I'm on vacation, but not like I do at home. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Here's what I want to say to you. See, here's the thing. I can enjoy this freedom because I'm from the same womb as you. We are from the same womb, and that womb is Jesus. We can enjoy our freedom because one man paid the price. For our freedom. Our freedom was paid for. It was a brutal price to pay, but he paid it. Come on, somebody. He says, you didn't take my life, but I laid down my life as a ransom for you. It took blood. It took, it took, hallelujah, it took a cat nine in his back and ripped his skin off and nailed him his hands and nailed him his feet, hung him on a cross. That's the price it took for you and I to become a child of God. So today, as I go about my 4th of July weekend, I'm rejoicing because we're free as a nation. But, but I'm really rejoicing, come on somebody, because I am brethren. I am a child of God. I, I have God's grace I have God's favor. I have God's blessings. I, I may not be able to buy the slab of ribs I really want to put on the pit, but guess what? I got favor. I got blessings. Come on, somebody. I got joy. When, when the world is getting drunk, I've got joy. I'm drunk with joy. I, I'm drunk with peace. I, I'm drunk with long-suffering. See, whatever the world tries to offer me, guess what? It will not top what God has already given me. Do I have somebody? The context to this passage is that you walk in the spirit so you possess love, you possess joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I got all that as a child of God. So is that freedom? That's real freedom. Give God a praise for that. I got real freedom 
because I am a member of God's family. Do I have anybody? Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, brethren. But look what he says. He says, only do not turn your freedom. Do you, you know who else looks for an opportunity? What'd you say? Yes. The devil is always looking. The Bible says that. It says, don't give the Satan what? An opportunity. Satan is an opportunist. <laughs> He's always looking for an opportunity. But here's something else, something else that looks for an opportunity in you, your flesh and your freedom. He says, don't get so free where you become so comfortable where you forget who you are. Because I see children of God doing things that the world do. Come on, somebody. All on Facebook. Amen. <laughs> they just put it out there. But here's what he says. He says, don't turn your, don't turn your what? freedom into an opportunity for what? The flesh. In other words, don't give your flesh a license to sin. Don't say, well, you know what? Well, you know, you know, we're going to this barbecue. And guess what? You know, I, yeah, I have one. You know, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Yeah, let, me, let me clear this up right quick. Don't give your flesh an opportunity. <laughs> here's the reason why I say that, Okay. Because if you're in public, right, and then you try to invite that same person to church next week, guess what they're going to say? I ain't going to your church. You were doing what I was doing. See, your flesh can mess up your freedom. Oh, turn to them and say your flesh can mess up your freedom. And also your testimony. Are you with me? Watch, watch this now. Watch this now. He said, listen, listen, he said, only do not turn your freedom into what? An opportunity. You know what that word opportunity means? A starting point for the flesh. So the next point is, you enjoy this freedom because you're a child of God. But next thing is, you enjoy your freedom by, by being what? If you're going to drink, be a responsible drinker. I'm talking about sodas and water. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know what you, I don't know what you just amen to, but you, I don't know what you was going to your mind. I don't know what's... I meant, I meant sodas and water and juice. That's what I meant. Amen. Let, let me say this. Your flesh is always... look. Listen, as long as you're in this, you're going to struggle. All right? The Bible says if you're going to drink, you do not get drunk. I don't drink because I like to get drunk. I don't see the point. There's no point in drinking and not getting drunk. I, I don't get it. So the point is, I don't like, it's weird to me, right? It's like that doesn't do anything for me. So I'd rather not drink. Are you with me? So we just leave it at that, <laughs> all right? So what I'm saying is 
If you're going to enjoy your freedom, you do it by being what? If you're going to eat this barbecue, eat, eat responsibly. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I, I'm just saying, do everything what? In moderation. There you go. Do everything responsibly. And guess what? This is a, you can in, see a lot of reasons. The reasons why a lot of here's, let, let me tell you what happened to children of Israel, right? God told them this. God said, listen, y'all, uh, because of the curse of scarcity, and that's because of Adam's sin. If you take my economics class, you know what I'm talking about. Watch this. The curse of scarcity is deep because we're, we're always chasing after stuff. So that's why some of us got like three of everything in our house, right? <laughs> we got three bikes. We got, you know, three cans of beans, the same kind. You know what I mean? Because of scarcity, because of the curse of scarcity, right? But watch this. God told them this. Listen, I, I'm going to rain down manna, right? You gather enough for today, and tomorrow I'm going to hook you up again. That's my version, right? I'm going to give you some quail, which is some meat. Amen. And guess what? I'm going to give you to provide for you. But what I do not want you to do is to store any of it away. What, what do you think they did? What, what, do you, what do you think, how do you think they acted? You think they acted responsibly? They acted what? Irresponsibly. You know what they did? They started taking it to their tent and hiding it. See, what they didn't understand, watch this, like some of us don't understand really, we're free. They didn't understand freedom, and sometimes we're living a Christian life, watch this, with an enslaved mentality. Our hearts are headed, watch this, our feet is headed to Canaan, but our hearts is back in Egypt. And that could be a problem. So here's what happened. The next day, it's, it's, got, it's spoiled. Worms start eating it up. God said, you see, I tested you, and you did not act what? Responsibly. Listen, in, in everything we do, we are free nation. We must do everything what? Responsibly. Whatever you do, do it what? Responsibly. Listen, if you're going to enjoy this freedom, you, got, you have to not give your flesh. Because the flesh will say stuff like this. Shoot, I, I need that. I need three of that. And somebody has a need. No, I can't help them out. I, no way. I can't do that. See, the flesh is always trying, watch this, watch this, to put you back, you and I, back into slavery. Paul says, don't take it. Listen, you have to be responsible. Don't turn your grace, watch this, into a license to sin. Well, pastors say we can drink. You missed the last part of the, you see, you missed the last part of what I said, didn't you? <laughs> and I was talking about sodas. See? See what I'm saying? Take me out of context. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, he says, don't turn, it, don't turn your grace because you're under grace. Stop allowing people to put you in a box. Stop letting people put you back in that prison that God has released you from. Are you with me? Act responsibly. Now, I understand what happens, right? When people don't have, never had anything, <laughs> amen. 
And when they start getting the blessings of God, it, it trips them out. They're like, wow, I've never had this stuff. I've never been here before. I, yeah, amen. I, man, it's the blessings of God for your obedience. But don't let your flesh trick you into thinking that you did it. Here's what they did, right? After they ate that manna, here's what they said to, to, to Moses. Man, would that we had been back in Egypt sitting around our pots of meat. You know what they did? They lied. They had a very strange imagination because in Egypt, they weren't sitting around no pots. They were getting whatever the master fed them. So they had an imagination. See, the flesh is deep. The flesh will cause you to think you just left something good. Come on, somebody. But now that you're in Christ and you're going through a little something, you think it's bad, but let me tell you something. It's way better than what you were in, and God can deliver you through this. Why? Because he's growing you through your mess. Do I have anybody? That's how he grows us. He found me in my mess, but he grows me through my mess. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch this. I'm coming close. Look what he says next. He says, he says, but through what? See, this, this is the problem right here. A lot of people say they love or they think they love. But I promise you, if you and I was just telling the deacon in, in, in the office just now, you know, I got a little emotional at camp this year. You know, as I was watching these kids getting ready to leave and go home, you don't get emotional like that. But I truly had a love in my heart for every one of them. And, and it wasn't until I met the Lord was I able to love somebody else other than myself. It wasn't until I met the Lord and I was set free that I was able to know what true love really means, what agape love really means. That I wasn't always about me, 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 take, take, take. It's all about me. See, the only way you can enjoy this freedom, the next way to enjoy this freedom, you enjoy your freedom through love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not seek its own. Love does not brag. Love is not arrogant. You see, if you have love, you can appreciate your freedom. You see, unless you love, you have love in your heart, you will take advantage. You will always, unless you have love, you will always, you will take advantage of your freedom, but you'll show that love in ways that people will not even imagine. You see, the person who's been set free and truly been set free will understand that it was only because of love that Jesus died for you. For God so loved the world. Come on, somebody. That what did he do? He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, watch this, believes in him. That's all you got to do is believe. Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Can I ask you a question? Why did Jesus do it? He did it because of love. 
It was because of love that you and I are sitting here clothed in our right mind and we are free from sin and free from bondage and free, hallelujah, from the depths of hell. We have been delivered from all of that and we can enjoy this life. Yeah, is it going to be a little difficult? No, but yes, but guess what? We, if we have a love in our hearts, even our enemies, the Bible says what? Love your enemies. Pray. See, here's the thing. That's how you can do that. The only way that you can love your enemies is if you and I have received love. Pray for those who despitefully use you, you and I. But the fact that I've been set free, I have love in my heart. And lastly, I want to give you the last point. Man, look what he says. He says, he says, not only, but through love. See, love is the answer, y'all. I know we hear that all the time. Love will cause, the Bible said, love covers a multitude of sin. See, you may have hurt me, but I still love you. I don't hold any grudges against you because I'm constantly thinking in my mind, I've been set free. Look what he says. He says, but through love, he says, do what? Serve. God did not call us to freedom so that we can accumulate all these blessings, live in a mansion, seclude ourselves. You know what I learned this week in camp? I got, I got to build relationships. I got to know each and every kid, but I got to know each and every staff. I got to learn how they operate. I know their temperament. I know, you know, how they are. See, what, what, what we got an opportunity to do this week, we got an opportunity to show love to these kids. We got an opportunity through our freedom to th- show these kids love. But here's the last thing. Here's how you can really, here's the thing. Here's what I found out. God wants to make some of you, not all of you, because he knows you. He wants to make you millionaires. I don't think you're hearing me. I see that. Don't, don't miss that. He really does. Because he knows he can trust you. Why does he want to do that? So that you can enjoy your freedom. Give me the last point. By serving. God wants to make you a millionaire so you can serve others. The Bible says use your wealth to make friends quickly. The Bible also says this. It says that, listen, it says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the what? How come we ain't got it yet? Because God knows if I give it to you, you're not going to serve. You're not going to give. You're not going to give to your local church. If God blesses you every week and you can't bring the 10th, that's serving to keep the doors open. Come on, somebody. To keep the lights on, to keep the pastor taken care of, to take care of the employees and everybody else that's in the church that needs to be taken care of. His thing, he says, we enjoy, listen, he's not given you success as you have experienced thus far for you to hold on to it. He wants you to use it to serve. 
That's when you know you're free. When I can love. I can enjoy this. As I sit at home this weekend, I'm thinking about the American flag and all that. (laughs) But I'm thinking about the blood of Jesus. I'm thinking about the blood of Jesus, how he died. And through love, I can really sit in my home. There's a home around the corner here. I promise you. It's as big as this stage. (laughs) Just right around the corner. It's about as big as this stage. And a little lady lives there. I, I I don't want to say I envy her, but I admire her. She lives such a simple, uncomplicated life. One day I was driving by and I saw her coming out of the car with her groceries. This little house about this big. She parks a car in the front and she has joy. I see, and she has a cross in front of her. You know, I don't know if she's a Christian, but obviously she knows something about God. And she just smiles. Every time I say she just smiles. Because she understands that life is not all about the stuff you can accumulate. Listen, you accumulate all this stuff. Only in the end, people will fight over it if you don't allocate it. Amen. And I think you should think about your church. I think you should think about the kingdom of God, that God called you into a glorious light. Makes sense, doesn't it? When you set free, when you've been set free, watch this. Watch this. You ready for this? You can help somebody else to be set free. That's what serving is all about. And by your serving, some of the parents that, that they send their kids to camp, some of them, we, we, you know, we comp them in, we help them out, you know what I mean? We did all kinds of, you know, we give them money to buy snacks, all the kind of stuff. You know what we were doing? We were serving. That's all we were doing. And just by that act, it showed that, guess what? We're selfless because we're free. A tennis player isn't free to play tennis if there's no baseline. A baseball player isn't free to play baseball if there's no foul line. A football player is not free to play football if there's no sidelines. There are some knots in athletics. In order for the game to be maximized, amen, you need boundaries. The reason that God allows boundaries is to create the opportunity for you and I to take full advantage of our freedom. There are certain boundaries. Number one, you were chosen to freedom. You enjoy your freedom because what? You're a child of God. You enjoy your freedom by being what? Responsible. You enjoy your freedom, what? Through love. And lastly, you enjoy your freedom by serving. But you have to operate within the boundaries that God has afforded you. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise.